Welcome to Merrickville. Well, two of Merrickville's favourite sons are back in the seat today. Uh, Dilruk Jaya Singer and yeah. Merrick Watts. Yeah, great, great. I was like excited to find out who the second one was. I'm like, oh yeah, of course, you. It's, it's actually me. That's right. I was off yesterday. I was crook as a dog, but I'm back today and I'm fighting. I'm just going to go and crunch some Sudafed. And when I say crunch some Sudafed, I mean snort them. And then I'm going to absolutely rip through the next two hours. Great to have you here, Dil. We're going to be. You look good, though. I'll give you that. Do I? Yeah, you look really. Um, you know, you're like. powering through. I That's... like. I like. You know that there's this death in your eyes. <laughs> it's the Sudafed glide, is what I've got. Lots to cover off in this hour. Thanks for sticking around. Welcome to Friday, Sydney. Lots on today. We'll be getting to a special edition of Hurt Locker for Father's Day later on after five o'clock. We'll also have a footy preview as well. But Dilruk Jai Singh is in the co-host chair today. Great to have you back, Dil. Good to be back, mate. I had a thing happen to me last week. I was in Melbourne and I was grabbing an Uber. Big Uber fan here over here. Uh, my doc wanted me to get uh, more hydration in my system, so I thought, oh, what a better way to do it than keep catching Ubers. Um, yeah, and, not um, enough, you're not having enough Mentos in your life. And you go, hey, how do, how do, what's a way I can, a really expensive way for me to have more Mentos? Oh, no, I'll get an Uber. Uber. Now, deal was just after positive reaffirmation. Like, he's just uh, get a five just star every time I go anywhere. I've never got a five star review in comedy, so I thought I might as well get it. Through Uber. Get it in the car. So, yeah. <laughs> so I was in an Uber uh, having a nice old chat. He told me a cracking story about this bloke he had picked up about a couple of weeks back who um, was in town from Sydney and he uh, had a booty call. Um, I'm assuming Tinder or something like that. And this is at like 4.30 in the morning and the, the drive was an hour and 15 minutes away. Ooh. So he's obviously very keen at that time of the morning. And he's driving like a really far out place and he's asking the Uber driver, he goes, so what, what are my chances of getting an Uber on the way back, back into the city? He goes, oh, mate, this area, no chance at all at this time. Uh-huh. And then he goes, well, actually, he asks the, the passenger, how long do you reckon you're going to be? Uh-huh. <laughs> he goes, oh, mate, probably not more than half a. <laughs> He goes, he goes, how about this? Yeah, I'll just only, drive up the top. It, he's only doing it three times and then he's out. So. <laughs> Half an hour, half an hour yeah, be fine. It's pretty generous. Well, there's, I mean, the meeting for the first time, I guess there must be a bit of chit chat. Hey, yeah. how are you going? What's 30 your name? Minutes, 30 minutes, we're going to have sex three times. I'm going to meet her parents. Um, <laughs> her sister's going to put on a small play, and then I'm, and we're out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tiffany. <laughs> and then, so then. He goes, how, how about this? What if I, uh, he tells the passenger, all right, you go in. I'll just drive off the top of the road. I'll have a bit of a kip. And when you're done, just give me a call on my number and I'll switch off my Uber app until you're ready and I'll switch it on and then we'll we'll match up and then I'll drive you back in the city. That is and, great. And he did. That is, <laughs> I think that's a whole, I think that's almost like a whole sideline business, isn't it? Like isn't Uber, that it's great? Like, it's just because, like, I mean, let's face it. If you're going to go an hour at fifteen and you're going to pay for that, you're uber horny. So yeah. it makes right. us a good. That is a real. That's a Uber. Uber. That's uber. called Uber XXX. Yeah, you're that horny that you're going to pay for that, and then because you would, you'd make them wait around because otherwise, how are you going to get back? And there's nothing worse than you know, like being a, a really, really long way. If you go and uh, play an away game, as we used to call it. Put, put, wear the white shorts. Yeah, yeah, put the white shorts on playing away game. And then 
And then you find yourself like an hour and a half away from where you live. You just go, oh my God, this is isolation. Mm. That has happened to me once, uh, but this is about six, seven years ago. I was only in Adelaide and uh, met some lovely people, uh, me and my mate, the two lovely girls. They said, come back to our place. We get in a cab and we drive 40 minutes. Oh. Now I'm skeptical because I'm like, this is a stitch up. They're going to get us all <laughs> yeah. the way there Deal. and, and let, then say, yeah. Let me they, jump in. As someone from yeah. Adelaide, nothing is 40 minutes away. Everything's 15 <laughs> minutes away. I, I know Adelaide really well. I love the place. So I can tell you it's 40 minutes away from Adelaide, Snowtown. <laughs> <laughs> That's 40 minutes from Adelaide, Snowtown. So, so just, I actually... And you're a big guy. You're a big guy, Dylan. Going, we need a bigger barrel. That's the only <laughs> reason he survived. <laughs> We're going to stop and get a bigger barrel. <laughs> you're alive today as a result of small barreling techniques. People never hear the positives of being a big guy. <laughs> 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 Number one on the list doesn't fit into barrels in Adelaide. Oh, that is so funny. <laughs> but I, oh man, oh, I forgot where I was. Oh yes, we go back and I actually yeah, yeah. remember tipping my taxi driver after we got on. I said, I'll give you 20 bucks extra. Can you just ha- hang around here for another 10 minutes? Just because I don't believe this case, is going to go down. Yeah, yeah. And it turns out they were quite honorable, but anyway. What do you mean? <laughs> just, when you say honorable? I just, Receptive. I, well, uh, they, they were, were very happy for the 40 very minute drive. <laughs> they were appreciative of the 40 minute drive that, that we forked out the cab charge yeah, for yeah. that. Yeah. But my, I, th- I thought that's amazing how you can have some drivers who go above and beyond the call of duty. Absolutely. And look, I think it's always good. This is what I really like about Uber as opposed to sometimes with cab drivers. Every now and again, you'll get a cab driver who will share stories with you. But Uber drivers just seem like, because they seem, it's really weird. You get into an Uber and you feel like, oh, they're more like us. It's because it's not yeah, like a, yeah, a job. Yeah, it's yeah. not like they're doing a job. It's go, oh, you like us. Well, they like didn't have to get else. tested or anything. There's, there's no, a questionable leg- legality. Yeah. Nah, no, nah, exactly. <laughs> it's like there's no, you know, client privilege. Com- like, no, what's it called? Uh, yeah, a client passenger, uh, a passenger driver confidentiality. Confidentiality. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've not signed any of that stuff. No, so. no. Well, let's do that now. Let's break that open. If the if you do have a uh, passenger driver confidentiality that you'd like to breach, i.e., if you're an Uber driver or a cab driver and you want to <laughs> share one of your best stories. Uh, give us a call now, one triple three five three. I'd love to hear it's those a safe tales. Space. Yeah, driver confessions. If you've been a driver in an Uber, even for a short period of time, or you're currently doing it now, and you've already had an incredibly unique experience, or you're a cab <laughs> driver and you've had an incredibly unique experience, and I know that there's absolutely no doubt that at least off air, the term hairy checkbook will be okay. used. <laughs> <laughs> and for that reason, we can keep you anonymous so you can protect your five star rating. Now, have we got fairy checkbook? Because uh, okay. <laughs> that's going to happen. It might not make it to air, but I guarantee you, off air, somebody's going to say fairy checkbook. <laughs> one triple three five three. Break the driver passenger privilege. Taking your calls, one triple three five three. If you've got a confession uh, of an Uber nature or a cab driving nature, if you've been in the car, you've been a driver. Uh, or even if you just heard an amazing story from an Uber driver, because Uber drivers love to share a tale, don't they? Mm, mm. We were just saying, unlike cab drivers, they feel like they're sort of running uh, in a different legal system. Yeah. So they, they just feel like they can share a lot more. And they love to just open up and just, you know, just go, oh, I just had a guy here who just was, uh, he's definitely having an affair with someone because I just dropped off. He's go, why are you telling me this? <laughs> <laughs> just, they I'm do just have a tendency to go above and beyond as well. Yeah. So yeah. If you, I mean, if your Uber driver has gone above and beyond for you, give us a call at 123353. When you hear those stories, sometimes you just go, it's, oh, I really like it. That's why I like Uber, because they, mm. they do love to share. Uh, so we've got some uh, calls come through. We've got Pete in uh, Potts Point. Hello, Pete. How you going, guys? Are you, Good, are you an Uber driver, Pete? 
Oh, I, I used to be um, when I needed a bit of extra cash, but I've kind of stopped doing it now. Why? Yep, that's why I was the dancer. Because oh, too many Uber drivers out now, too hard to compete, can make money otherwise. Okay, all right. So you, you're just doing it part-time? And, yeah. And tell us about some of your experiences in being an Uber driver, Pete. Uh, well, driving around Sydney is good because you can always make a bit of cash, uh, especially during Christmas time for the Christmas party. But my best, best drive ever... Um, I picked up some blokes in Seven Hills and um, drove them about 40 minutes out and they invited me to the party that they're going to. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. So I said, I said, yep, why not? Let's do it. Turned off the app, got in there, and I was thinking, you know what, and I don't condone um, drinking and driving. None of us drink, do, mate. I, yeah, drink, drink responsibly, but I got a little bit too incapacitated to drive home. So you, so, you, you drove them to a party as the Uber driver, stayed at the party, and then you had to get an Uber to get home. Yeah, well, I was I was meant to drive them home, and I ended up getting an Uber with them. Right? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. You're part what of the problem, you? not part of the solution, Peter. <laughs> oh, that's a bit of both, but anyway. Oh, that's what did you do with your car? Oh, well, I had, to, I had to kind of leave it there and um, catch an Uber back the next day to get it again. Oh, that is so funny. You should have found someone right. who was sober at the party, fired up your Uber app, got them to pay you <laughs> to drive you home. That would have been the ultimate scam. But then he that, Dilly's done, he's actually cost himself three times because he didn't get the fare back. <laughs> right. Then he's had to go back and get his car after coming right. home from it. So it's, it's one and Uber fare. For the... cost, yeah, it's cost him three times. Right. Oh. <laughs> Pete's got I mean, bad but, but economic advice we said, we said they had good stories. We didn't say they're necessarily smart no. people. No. <laughs> no. I don't know what he does. Now, we've got uh, another call here. We've got Andrew in Windsor. Hello, Andrew. Hi, mate. How are you going? Very good, mate. Are you a driver? I'm not a driver. I used to know a driver, though. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, he, he was a little bit crazy, and uh, he picked up his passenger, and they were headed into the city. He got as far as the Harbour Bridge, and um, somehow the passenger upset him. So uh, he decided oh, okay. to just... Put the uh, the brakes on, locked the car up, took the ca- keys, threw them over the side of the bridge, and oh. walked away. Oh, oh my god! Wow. I mean, is that some sort of false imprisonment? <laughs> Hang on, Andrew. Tell me this. So he's he is it? Was he a cab driver or Uber driver? He was a cab driver. Oh, so it's not even his car. Uh, so it was one of the it's one of the reasons that got a bad name. Yeah. Oh, you reckon? <laughs> well, another another night he decided to go down a, the wrong way on a one way street and hit about six cars along the way. So uh, what? Who is this bloke? And how, Jody Mears? Mate, is this something like is this something like Fight Club and it's actually just you and you're trying yeah, yeah. to? It's, hang a second. Is this Lara Bingle putting on a voice? Is this? <laughs> uh, I think he's been in- institutionalised now. Oh, oh okay. Oh, well, well, I mean, <laughs> that makes you feel like we should have got out of that earlier. <laughs> Joined this afternoon by Dilruk Jai Singer, who is a great comedian. If you've got a chance to go and see Dil, uh, you should go and see him perform stand-up comedy. Is there any chance that you might have some gigs that people could go and see in Sydney at any time soon, Dil? Absolutely, man. November 11th at the Giant Wharf, I'm doing an encore off my uh, festival show, The Art of the Dill, which uh, I'd already done in May. But, you know, there were people who came out for that. If you missed out, here's another chance. It's a Saturday night, 9.45. Get maggoted afterwards. It'd be that, great. That's it. It's, it's loose Saturdays. <laughs> yeah. You it's actually, yeah. get maggoted on the way in, and then when you get to Dill show, get maggoted during then afterwards. Just yeah. go and get munted. The only <laughs> issue with that, Dill, is it is Remembrance Day on the 11th of November. 
Oh. What are you? Oh, well, let's, <laughs> let's just That's just as all remember that I need to pay rent as well. Yeah. So just, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Joe singing with me today. Still, uh, some interesting research has come through. I always find the idea of longevity and how long people should live for very, very fascinating. Right. Yeah. So, uh, some some uh, university research has come through stating that humans have a capped. Uh, life expectancy where you can ho- only hope to live for so many years and then that is it. You can't actually, humans can't go beyond it. So for a woman, it's 115.7 years. There's no woman will be able to live beyond that. And for a man, it's 114.1 years. Uh, yeah, and right. After because that, no matter what we do, we can't live beyond that. Well, we die early as men because as you know from your Hurt Locker segment, that it's <laughs> uh, more men's who, men right. who call in than I mean, women. That's right. I mean, if you, if you were to, if all of a sudden there was no Makita tools, uh, in the world, then we'll probably go up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, it's it's at currently 115.7 15, for women, 114 for men. How do you feel about uh, immortality? Well, here's the thing. I always think this. In the, I, I see people like Paleo Pete Evans, right, trying to mm. live forever. Mm. And, I, you know, people always say, you, I, I think you should try to live to be healthy into old age. But I yeah. don't want to live forever. I don't want to live until I'm 95 because you just become a, a skull in a blanket. You know when you right. see old people like 95 and they're just a skull in a little blanket. You just go, oh, I don't want to be that person. I want to go Do you reckon, I ha- for me though, it's slightly different. I'll agree with you to an extent. If I still have my wits about me and if I if I have a perfect eyesight and hearing, I'd still want to live forever because I bloody love movies and footy. And like <laughs> I just, you yeah. know, I want yeah. to live long enough to keep seeing my, you know, Hawthorne win the AFL again. Like, I want to yeah. live long enough to see the next version of Batman. So, so, what do you reckon? So, what do you think is the ideal age? You, you reckon well into your nineties or a hundred? You'd Mate, be happy. If to I go- was a, if I was a head in a jar yeah. that was able to watch Netflix, I would be so happy. Really? <laughs> oh, look. Theoretically, I just, you know what, because I just know how much joy movies bring me. Like, I'm just so excited I got to see Wonder Woman this year. It's something I never thought I'd get to see. You know what I mean? Or the, <laughs> the, the follow-up to the Star Wars films. Like, I was so yeah, it's a good point. chuffed. So I just want to know what's the next version of that. I don't yep. want to miss out on that. So basically, you're okay if you just, as long as you're sitting or you're, if you are in a, yeah. in a recliner chair with a little blanket over your legs, yeah. you're and okay. if someone can drip feed KFC into my system as well while they're at it. <laughs> and if anyone's listening, yes, ladies, I am. I'm single. Yeah, he's yeah, a catch. Because I, I always think that, like, once you get to, you know, when people try to live forever, you see these people trying to live forever, and it's all about diet and, and exercise is important, right? absolutely. You know, because you want, yeah. like I said, you want to have a have good years, but you want quality over quantity. Mm. Because there's no advantage, right, in between those years between 90 and 95. No one ever gets to 95 and just yeah. goes, oh, the last five years. <laughs> Oh. Really tick some boxes. You know Absolutely. I, mean? I, really, like... I really got some shit done in the last five years. I mean... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the Planet of the Apes. You know what I mean? The, first, the start of the movie is fine, but it's that last two minutes that really yeah. rocks the whole yeah. franchise. <laughs> but I agree with you, though. I'm not, I'm not, I, I, I have had grandparents who, you know, kind of pretty much wanted to die by the end and it was just not happening because their body was not shutting down. But you can't like, you know, this brings up the whole euthanasia issue. But I agree with you. If you're, if everything's shutting down, sure enough. But if I can watch movies, like, you know, imagine being able to watch uh, every grand final from now onwards. Yeah, yeah. I, I, look, it's literally it's literally only sports and movies that are, yeah. have fallen out of my equation. Under that, I was happy to go at about 60. Yeah, but now, right. but now, now you convince that's me in, to see grandchildren. That's in like well, eighteen years. Jesus well, Christ, that long? All right, fifty. <laughs> <laughs> I want to stop before my career does. Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit. 
where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. From Melbourne's main streets. You could say this was the murder we missed. A story you'll have to hear to believe. He said he was a 200-year-old vampire. Why was Shane Shankar's abbot gunned down before giving evidence? Two men shot him down. It's a mystery within a mystery within a mystery. Listen now to this untold true crime story from Adam Shand. The Trials of the Vampire at podcast1.com.au or download the app. Look, I might be uh, a little bit out of it today, uh, but somebody who has probably got bigger problems than me <laughs> is uh, New South Wales MP Gareth Ward. Uh, you might have seen this guy. He's in a little bit of trouble. He's on the front page of the Telegraph today. Uh, he has been involved in a scam in New York after ordering a massage <laughs> online. Uh, some, he was expecting a masseuse mm. to come to his hotel. You're familiar with this story. Obviously, Dill, he's expecting a masseuse to uh, come to his room. And then two men arrived at his hotel room. And then they began filming him before uh, he said, look, uh, I just wanted a massage. And they've gone, well, how about a massage and some more? And he's yeah. gone, uh, how about some less? <laughs> and they've gone, how about you give us $1,000? Otherwise, we're going to put this online. And they basically tried to blackmail him. And uh, he's basically just had, and they became quite aggressive and demanding money. And he said that he just wanted a normal standard massage, mm. not, a, not, a, not a special massage. Not a special massage. Not a special now massage. Now see, for someone who's as innocent as me, Merrick, you know, coming all the way from Sri Lanka, what does he mean by special <laughs> massage, Maz? Special massage. Uh, okay. So you have a massage. <clears throat> Remember, Merrick, you are on air. This is not in your head. Okay. Okay. So you have a normal massage, and yeah. at the end of it, you it's it ends yeah. differently. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> so you feel a bit limber and loose. In, you in feel lighter. Also, you feel a lot lighter. <laughs> it's a tension release. Yeah. It's it's tension release, and then proper tension release. Yeah, you know what okay, I mean? Okay. There's, there's tension right. release physically, and then this tension release from life. Yeah, uh, they're the two stands. So this this bloke, I don't know if you've seen uh, Gareth Ward, but he looks like a bloke who would have to pay for a special massage. <laughs> 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 he looks he looks like the Milky Bar kid has grown up into a terrifying adult. <laughs> I'm so surprised. I think when that what happened, the the guys who rolled up to give him a massage have seen him just go, "Oh, we're going to get out of this." Give, you give us a thousand dollars. No, we'll give you a thousand dollars. Just nobody touch anybody here. Nobody touches anyone. Yeah, they've walked in going, "Oh, is this the eclipse?" Just we're staring directly at that paleness, just oh. hitting me straight back in my face. He's he does look he does look like he's got some of the traits of an albino. Uh, mm. He's very pale. He's kind of he's got some scary looking teeth there. He's a terif- to me, he's a terrifying looking man. That's just my personal opinion. He's a terrifying man. I, I think don't... he's gorgeous. If anyone's listening, <laughs> you know, needs a counterpoint. <laughs> I think you're stunning, mate. Uh, please don't send me back to Sri Lanka. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, uh, yeah, because I mean, he's, yeah. not, he's not only, see, he's, he's about as wide as you can get. He's yeah. almost a complete opposite. But the idea that you've booked a, a massage line, I'm not certainly not suggesting that uh, Gareth Ward has done anything untoward. Yep. That, that Gareth yep. has not done as exactly as he said, which is just ordered a normal standard massage. Yeah. Because uh, he was on holidays in New York when he ordered this massage. Number one, if you are on holidays in New York, get the get the non-normal one. Get the happy ending <laughs> one, mate. That's where you get them. 
What are you, talk- what are you kidding, mate? You're on holidays. Treat yeah. yourself, Tiger. No one's going to know. No one's going to go, oh, hang on a second. You look like Gareth Ward. No one's going to know who you are, mate. That's the perfect time to do it. The only thing too is, who goes to a, you go to a hotel, right? And you book a massage. You book a massage through the hotel, don't you? You go yeah. online. Yeah. They usually have brochures not. there saying yeah. with their suggested massage, like, you know, something nearby or something like that. Yeah. So, look. What? How, how do you know about that deal? Oh, mate, I'm a big massage man. I love it. Oh. <laughs> I, all, oh, yeah. Normal massages, not special massages, because I can't afford them, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been to, have mate, have you ever have been to, been to a, a massage pile, like, you know, like to a Thai massage or something like that, mm. right? Completely legit. And you're just about to have a massage, like, you know, you maybe a bit sore, you may have been fine, whatever it is. And you, you're about to have a massage, and then somebody just puts a little card down on the table. It just says, this is expressly non-sexual massage. And like, they just put it like, you need to be told. It's go, right. Oh, no, no, oh, no. That's not been, no, no. I've oh, never I've had that. that. I've seen it like being put up as signs, you know, in the in the, in the the room saying complete, yeah. uh, non-sexual. But I was over in Thailand in June uh, this year, and I was, the massages, they're so cheap. They're so good. They're like on the beach. They're beautiful. And then I went for one massage called uh, Four Hands, where they have two <laughs> Therapists working on you, right? So there's four, there's two of them working. So it's four hands working on you. And on it's your skin, the best. so it's foreskin. <laughs> well done. <laughs> um, okay. so and four and hands. It's, it was seven hundred baht, right? I'm like, this is great because normally it's like about three hundred, but for four hands, seven hundred, great, awesome, right? Having a great old time. But they kept giggling. Like they're clearly cracking jokes because I'm a I'm about forty kilos more than I should be for my height, so they're having a bit of a laugh about, it and you can hear all these, you know, I I know they're making fun of my expense, but at the end of it, I go to pay at the front at the reception. I go, how much? And I got my seven hundred baht ready, and she goes a thousand. I'm like a thousand? It says seven hundred. She goes, yeah, normally seven hundred, but for you for your size, thousand. One hundred percent. Like just broke me because I didn't even know whether to laugh because was she being real? <laughs> because the excess ba- that's like when you go to get your car washed and they go, nah, yeah. sorry, that's like a wagon size. You have to pay, you have to pay wagon fee. It's still a car. Yeah, but it's a wagon fee. You just got the massage wagon fee. Dude was handed the um, oversized seat belt at the massage yeah, parlor. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, and you wonder why they were giggling. Yeah, the whole time they were just about to fleece me. <laughs> Turns out she was just joking. She was just annoyed that she had to massage me. Oh. But but it still got me. I was like, are you serious? Like, <laughs> Four hands, though. We need yeah. a six-hander here. <laughs> <laughs> Bring somebody else in. We need help. <laughs> Always good to catch up with you, mate. I'll catch mate, you again next week. Here. Cheers. Catch you soon, boys. We'll open up the phones now for Hurt Locker, a very, very special edition of Hurt Locker. Have we got a Hurt Locker? Of course we do. Life is pain. Very ouch. Pinky on my right hand is caught, dislocated that and broke it in three places. Hit the gear stick with me front teeth. Teeth was still in the gear stick. Everybody <laughs> hurts. Welcome to Merrickville's Hurt Locker. Sometimes. Now, this could be anything to do with you as a father or your dad. It's because, of course, Father's Day on Sunday. So we're going to take your calls Special on. Father's Day edition of Hurt yeah, Locker. Yeah, yeah. Whether, you know, you've hurt your dad, your dad hurt you. Oh, Ooh, yeah, okay. That, that's not, yeah. That's not exactly what we're looking for. Uh, but maybe maybe you did something that you might have hurt your dad by accident. When I was a kid, Liam, uh, I don't think I've ever told you this. When I was a young boy, I think I watched a movie. It might have been Rambo or something like that. I watched some war movie. Yep. 
And uh, there was a trip line in it, you know, like you see in the jungles of Vietnam that have the trip lines and you walk along, you trip on the trip line yeah. and then some horrific thing comes out and stabs you right in the ball back. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, um, I thought, wouldn't it be funny if I made one of those in my own home? Yeah, this is sounding like a Mary Watts story. So I got some wire from the shed and I strung it up between Jesus. two trees and Hot. and I made like a little a bit of a death trap sort of situation. Yeah, yeah. I made a proper Hold like, on. Tell me at like wire. ankle height though. Yeah, it was oh, an ankle God. height. Yeah, yeah. This horrible vision so you, of your dad's head coming off. No, no, no. Well, this is the thing. Is it? So I just thought, <laughs> just you know, I'll just make that that as a thing. And I'll, it's, clearly, I know it's there, and it's pulls <laughs> down some bricks. Anyway, typically of me, I forgot about it. I got bored, went inside and watched some TV, and forgot about it. And dad ran over it with the mower. Oh, yeah. He wasn't badly injured. Oh, jeez. And it had nothing to do with his final demise. That was cancer. It had go. nothing to do with the lawnmower <laughs> accident. Hey, it's not, it's not, I mean, I didn't nearly kill my dad on a lawnmower, but my daughter, I have a, a one-year-old daughter, um, who at the moment we are using our dining room table as her change table because we've got a heap of crap in the what should be her bedroom. So, but because we're changing her on that, that table sits at a perfect height so that every time I change one of her nappies, she kicks me right in the balls. Really? Right in the balls. Why are you getting them so close to her when she's getting changed? Why are you in there so close? You just oh, mate, I'm short. I've got short arms. Oh, you do too. Yeah, I've got short little arms. little dinosaur arms. Yeah, I've got little T-Rex arms. Little T-Rex arms. So I have to get yeah, right up close. And so the slightest movement, bang, she kicks you right in there. Yeah, she's, she wants to be an only child. Well, that's it, mate. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, she's she's putting an end to any rivaling, any rival, you know what I mean, sibling yeah. rivalry. I told you she's reducing my sperm count by kicking me there. That's let's why. let's get to some calls. One triple three five three Hurt Locker Father's Day edition. Anything to do with your dad's knackered himself? You've knackered your dad. Anything to do with dad's? We'll take your calls. Be next. great if anyone can include skull dragging or degloving. <laughs> Very special edition of Hurt Locker today, the Father's Day edition of Hurt Locker, and no surprises, there's a gajillion calls, <laughs> which is good because you guys have to do all the work because I'm too crook and quite seriously very delirious and about to fall on the ground at any stage. So if you guys could do some heavy lifting today, I would be gratefully, gratefully appreciative of that. We've got Glenn in North Rocks. Hello, Glennie. How you going? Yeah, hey, pretty good, mate. All right, you've got a special Father's Day edition for Hurt Locker. Yeah. Yeah, um, when I was about three years old, family uh, took us to AMF bowling. And, of course, before we started bowling, we wanted to look at the arcade. And I was too short to see the pinball machine, so Dad lifted me up to have a look and somehow managed to drop me. I've caught the pinball machine with my two front teeth. Oh! Cleaned them straight out. I've never heard of pinball machines hurting people before. You are a first, Glenn. You lost was, teeth on a pinball machine. I tell you what, we didn't get to play bowling. <laughs> that's a classic case of mum turns around and goes, everybody, get in the car. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> get in the car. We're going home. Oh, Glenn, Glenn, what's your dad's name? Daryl. Da oh, Daryl. Such, such a dad name. It's such a name to knock out a kid's teeth with, isn't it? Daryl. <laughs> Daryl. If you put that into context, Glenn, for everybody listening here, Glenn loses his teeth on a pinball machine because of his dad, Daryl. Right. Everyone just goes, yes. Yeah. Cool. You know what? <laughs> So, say that again, Glenn. His middle name is Glenn. Oh, Daryl Glenn. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Double whammy yep. there. He is yep. the pinball wizard. Thank you, mate. Let's if get Glenn's, to... If Glenn's got a brother called Troy, Troy. that circle is complete. Oh, if he's got a brother called Troy, it just does my head in. Uh, <laughs> let's get to Cameron and Glenhaven. Hello, Cam. Hey, mate. How you going? Really good, mate. Father's Day edition of Hurt Locker. 
Um, I was playing footy when I was a young bloke. I uh, hurt my shoulder. I uh, come off. My old man told me to toughen up and get back out there. Oh, um, <laughs> I went home. He started massaging my shoulder, trying to get it to get better. Uh, it turns out I had four broken bones in it. Oh! <laughs> and he thought he'd so, massage yeah. the bones back together again. Yeah, he was trying to like massage the stinger out of it. But yeah, broken bones. Massage the stinger. So. Uh... <laughs> You've got four broken bones because I've had a broken shoulder too, Cam, and it's 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 really very painful when you do a shoulder. Yeah, they don't tickle. Yeah. No. Nah, so and he's just when he's just doing that rubbing thing on your shoulder and just manipulating the bones around in your shoulder, that would have been hurting more, I'd imagine. Oh, mate, I was just trying to just trying to not be soft in front of him. Oh. You're a young young bloke trying to show off to your dad. So yeah. Yeah, and your dad's a, yeah. your dad's sounds a, like he needs a hug. Yeah, poor Cam, you've got so many daddy issues; it's not even funny. Oh, the, the physical, the physical pain is only half of it. Nothing a good massage won't fix. Cam. Exactly, exactly, but not not one from your dad. No, I'll give you the hot tip there. Uh, let's get to Dan in Newcastle. Hello, Dan. How are you, mate? Very good. All right, you've got a Father's Day edition for Hurt Locker. Yeah, I broke my dad's jaw. Ooh. okay. With a with a golf club. Oh, okay. So I presume you're playing golf at the time? No, I'd just sort of taken up having a bash, and I'd been down the park bashing a few balls around, and when I got back home, uh, the old boy said, come out the back here and show me how you hold the golf club and how your stance is. So I've stood there in my stance, and he stood right next to me, and as he stood next to me, I took a backswing. The backswing's come straight around and whacked him straight in the back of the jaw and broke his jaw. Oh, Jesus, mm. Dan. He should have known not to... Oh, mate, I took off down the street, around the corner, and my mum found me half an hour later <laughs> hiding in a tree down at the park. <laughs> Who gets the old runaway? I'll go and hide in a tree. When I get back, there'll be no carnage. The oh, there was no daddy. He was up the hospital getting his jaw fixed up. Uh, Dad, oh. the amount of times I've had to go and hide in a tree. It's, oh. I've had to go and hide in a tree here at Triple M a couple of times. Yeah. I, just, I say something on there. They go, where's Miz gone? He's hiding in a tree again. Dan, I imagine the upside for you is that with your dad's jaw wide shut, he wasn't able to abuse you for a couple of weeks? Oh, no, but I've got a good foot up the bum. Oh, mate. The thing is, though, he's a peanut for standing behind you like that. Mm. Especially when Dan yelled four. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, the jaw. Jesus, that would hurt. All right, let's get to Mick in Riverston. Hello, Mick. Hi, oh, hey, boys. Very good indeed. All right, Father's Day edition of Hurt Locker. Uh, mate, I've actually got my own story, but listening to the bloke with a shoulder and the bloke with a golf, my old man actually did something similar to those as well. Right. Uh, <laughs> gives, we'll take, I'll take, we'll take all. all three. I'll take it all. Okay, well, uh, when I was a pup, me and my old man, we went fishing with my cousin and my uncle. I wasn't that much chop at it, so he said, get back on the, uh, go back up the beach a little bit, up the sand a little bit. Yeah, no worries. So I go out and I cast out. And I've got this nibble. I'm like, Dad, I've got something. He's like, no, mate. I hooked him on the neck. He's like, you got me, you little shit. <laughs> oh, you caught your dad. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You cast and, him. Uh, and what, what did you have? Was Were you, were you bait casting or did you just have like a regular hook? What was it? What went into it? Uh, I think I just had just a normal hook. I had, you know, one of them hand reels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've sort of given myself enough slack and I've, I've sort of thrown it out and got him in the neck. <laughs> oh, jeez, it would have been spewing. Okay, any other instance? Okay, and yet you said you had another story. Mick, far away. You're on a roll. Yeah, mate. Uh, one time when, um, I think it might have been before I was born, but he was playing footy for a um, a local team down in Wagga called Ladysmith, and they weren't a very rich team, and they had these brand-new jerseys, and he actually broke his collarbone in the game, and instead of cutting the jersey up the seam, they made him bend over with his hands forward to pull the jersey off him while he had his broken collarbone. <laughs> yeah. 
And another time we went out golfing and he hit the ball over the over the outside perimeter of the fence. It was electric fence and he didn't know and he's gone to sort of bend over to get his torso between the fences. He's, he, he got zapped by the top one. He's gone down to the bottom one, got zapped by that. He ah, bounced ah, between the two. Oh, <laughs> unbelievable. Mick, have you yeah. ever considered that maybe God hates your dad? Uh... Yeah, I don't know. That yeah. hasn't really crossed my mind because I'm too busy laughing at it. <laughs> yeah, I think I think God doesn't like your father very much. Yeah. Mick, that is fantastic. That's a trifecta. Thank you for calling through, mate. You made my day. Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Mark Boris. Every single day in Australia, people are busting their guts in starting and running their own businesses. It's a big deal. of Australians are hired by small to medium-sized business owners. These guys are doing their bit, buying stock, hiring people and paying their taxes. So what is it like to start your own business? How do you go from just running a business on the side after work to owning something much bigger? How do you make it your future? Join me on The Mentor, a weekly show on Podcast One where I speak to Aussie business owners who are working through just that. I find out what makes them tick, I help them work out their next steps for their growth and for their future. The Mentor with Mark Burris. Listen now at podcastone.com.au or download the Podcast One app. Joining me on the line from our ANZ Stadium studios, I've got Dan Ganain and Ryan Girdler. Hello, boys. Hello, boys. Come hey, in. Come in. What's going on? How's the atmosphere building there at the moment? Oh, the, you know, the half a dozen people here are right. a dog. They've only just opened the gates. I think they might actually get a crowd. Yeah, well, I've got to say, Mayors, I was quite impressed. Yeah, we got here, obviously, about 5 o'clock, and uh, there was a fair few people Huge. lined up outside. So that's always a good sign. Parramatta fans, when their say, team's going well, they come out in force. They do, yep. So, obviously, there would be a lot of uh, blue and gold out there right now, and there'll be a few South fans attending as well. Um, certainly yeah. blue and gold. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's surprising. South are the number 16 team for uh, crowds this year. Is that year. right? Now, they've been dudded. They've had some Thursdays, so that'll mm. that'll do any team in. But it is a bit of a surprise that they've, they've been so low on well, the Well, it's the last opportunity for the Bunnies fans to see their side this yeah. year. And look, even though last week we won't talk about that performance, uh, the, you know, the weeks before that they put three in a row and looked like they were shaping up to you know, possibly put together a decent season next year. So there's a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of positivity coming out of the south side of things. Do you reckon they'll tr- try to go for the upset tonight? I mean, you know, they're obviously cruising out of finals. Uh, Parramatta Reels are obviously in it. Do you think that they will try to get the upset just to have a little bit of pride towards the end of the season? Oh, look, they'll go out and do their best. As we spoke about, like they're missing some key players. Alex Johnston, who's been really good for the Bunnies tonight, leading try scorer in the competition. He won't play, and he was sort of the catalyst for that sort of run they had late in the season. But they've got some young talent out there tonight, Mez. Young Campbell Graham's playing, also young uh, Cameron Murray. And the older guys, the more experienced guys, they're aware. And, you know, if these young guys come out and play in big games like this, they can be really damaged if they... Uh, if they don't they, put up a really good show. They've had a crack all year, and even last week, yes, they were blown away, and in the end, they put up the white flag, but good. Yep. It, Melbourne would have done that to most teams they yep. played last week. They were that good. Yep. That when, it's it's hard to... We, you have to be critical of a team that lets in 64 points, but a lot of that wasn't their own doing. They click into gear, the Melbourne Storm, a little bit like Parramatta, and that's why you know they need to come out tonight and be on their toes, South. Boys, the, uh, obviously, we've got uh, on Sunday St. George Illawarra playing uh, the Canterbury Bulldogs. St. George win, they're in. If they lose, they're out. Yeah, we're calling Do that one, yeah. That's exciting because it all... 4 p.m., ANZ Stadium. 100%. So um, 
Canterbury going all right, aren't they, Gers? And and it's Josh Reynolds' yep. farewell. It's a big members' appreciation mm. day. Basically, if you're a member of either club, you get in for free. I reckon they get thirty, thirty-five thousand. It's going to be actually a big event to close out the season. And they do not like each other. Two traditional rivals. Yep. And if the Dragons obviously need to win the game, that's just going to mo- motivate yeah. the Dogs and their yeah. fans uh, to put in a better performance. So yeah, lots yeah. to play for Sunday. Oh, that's what they need. The Doggies fans need something to fire up about because uh, they've always been so. <laughs> Quiet and understated oh, in the past. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Oh, come on. The dogs <laughs> fans, just aim your venom at, at him, not no, us. No. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing an outside broadcast. We're doing an outside broadcast. I think, I think yeah. the Doggies fans can aim uh, some of their vehemence towards Macklemore, who's going to be performing <laughs> at the <laughs> at the grand final there. So that's been announced. Macklemore, who's of course... It's pronounced Macklemore. Macklemore, is it? Macklemore, it's French. Macklemore, yeah. is it? No, hey, Alan Jones pronounced it Macklemore, and if yeah. Alan says it, then I'm going with Alan's pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> hey, boys, I think, it's, I think it's glorious. Glorious. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. You know who he is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sings that song, Dan. Yeah, he does, <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah, he yeah. sings that. And also, well, too, which one? Baby, I love you. Dan, he sings the other one as well. He sings oh. that one that Gerds just mentioned, and the other yeah. one, too. It's like that line from Larry Sanders. What's your favourite song? Oh, number six. Hey, you know, well, we always, every year we whinge about the entertainment, but I just think, you know, they've gone for a different crowd and uh, it's something different. Yeah. He's an entertainer. I mean, he's big over in the States and there'll be, you know, 85,000 people here, Dan, and I think he'll light the place up. I think it'll be great. It, honestly, it is the most over-analyzed and over-discussed thing in the build-up to the grand final. Mm. All it is is a is a PP measuring contest with the AFL. Who have they got? Who have we got? He'll play for 10 minutes. He'll be fine. He'll get off. And you know what? We're here for the grand final. It actually doesn't matter who the mm. pre-match entertainment Unless they don't get anyone for the pre-game, yeah. and then we all complain about it. I mean, it. Richie Sambora was awful last year. Yeah. Uh, or you can end up like quite... the A-League and have Cosima DeVito. It's up to you. So. <laughs> <laughs> My God, I've heard wow. that for years. See, bang! <laughs> Pulling it out. I've gone to the bag, and I've pulled out the three wood, and everyone's gone, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Uh, Listen, we'll uh, we'll catch up with you guys very shortly. Actually, in just over twelve minutes, we'll uh, we'll check in with you boys live from ANZ Stadium as you cover off the game uh, tonight between the Bunnies and the Eels. Thanks, boys. We'll talk See to you, you later. See you guys. Cheers. I'll be back again on Monday. Lawrence Mooney will be back again on Monday. Oh. Now, because Moon Man wasn't on yesterday because I was off sick with the flu. Um, Monday's going to be a very special edition. It's going to be the loosest Monday of all time edition. Oh. It's Mad Monday on Monday. I think I'm going to adopt uh, the South Sydney attitude, which is, I don't know if you're aware, Mez, but what South Sydney have done, they've scheduled players to have medical debriefs, all these other club-related so events, so, so they can't go and have their Mad Monday. So hang on. So whilst Lawrence and I are having Mad Monday, you're going to have a prostate exam. Is that what you're saying? Because that's the way it's coming across. I should let, I'm going to text Loz now. And let him know that you're having a prostate <laughs> exam live on air. You know what? It might be it might be less painful than you and Lawrence being on air. <laughs> <laughs> but mm, it's one of those things. It's the the fine line between enjoyable and oh, painful. It's just a thin wall. It's a shield. We got to go. We've been told. I told you. I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm sick. I'm delirious. You're gonna wake up here. on the couch in three, two, one. Well, it's been a big week in Sydney, and as usual, it's time to call a meeting at the Merrickville Council Chambers to vote on which suburb gave us the best call this week. 
This week, the world lost its mind for a little bit as Kim Jong-un launched a missile over Japan. This got Merrick thinking about where you might spend the last three hours of existence. Dan in Dremoyne wanted to stick it to the man one last time. Mate, what would you do? Just pack up the wife and kids, put them in the car, take the e-tag off and do happy laps at the new section of the M4. <laughs> Bang! <laughs> Bang! Despite all the bad people in the world, like old haircuts Kim, there are some good Samaritans out there too, like Joanne and Glenory, who proved no good deed goes unpunished. I had to go through the bins for my sister-in-law who rang me up after having 40 people over with the barbecue. She lost her 18-carat gold Sharoni bracelet. Oh. So I said, no, I'll go through it. It's worth it. Mm. So I went through seafood, meat, salad, whatever, and I didn't find it. Only to find out her son picked it up from the lawn because he saw something shiny. <laughs> There's an old saying, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Well, not when you return to Merrickville. Romina wasn't sure what she'd got herself into. You and me and my friends were walking down the strip and this guy came up to us and said, oh, do you want to watch a show? We're like, whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Like, yeah, no worries. So we ended up watching his wife and a few of his cousins dance. Um, and then at the end of the show, he asked if he wanted to buy his wife. Oh. And when, so we when ran. they say buy, just for a short time only, or...? We actually asked the same question. I said, how long do we get her for? And he's like, how long would you like her? Ooh, and my friend, piped up and, my friend piped up and said... Um, well, we can have it for a few weeks since we're here. And he's like, yeah, no worries. Romita, but... can I just point out that this stripper that you've tried to buy, <laughs> this is not like doing a deal at Harvey Norman, okay? <laughs> 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 That's what you're doing. He's going, do I get an interest-free term? Talk to me about the warranty. No interest payments <laughs> until 2018. But after the council voted, re-voted, had a smoko, and then voted some more, the winning suburb this week is... Warrywood. Where Neil doesn't care how famous you are, there's still some things he just won't do. Mm. I was at the bar and uh, an African-American guy, Will Dress One, came up beside me and I said, oh, we started chatting and I thought, I'll buy you a beer. And cutting a long story short, he takes me back to his table and there's the Prince of Thailand, the bodyguard, his hairdresser. Anyway, they take us out. I just tag along. And then we go to a nightclub and they got cranky because they wouldn't change a $1,000 bill and then back to his place and he goes, oh, that's Michael Bolton, who's next door, do you want to go and meet him? No, I hate Michael Bolton. <laughs> we actually asked Michael Bolton for his response to this story. Michael? Yeah, good call by Neil, I reckon. Thank you for visiting Merrickville. And be a Merrickvillian. Uh, Merrickvillite. Merrickvillaman? Join us on Facebook or Twitter at Merrickville FM 104.9 Triple M.